they ready for a miracle. Why don't you clap your hands and shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those kind words, Pastor. Thanks to this church for preparing yourself for these two services this weekend. Thanks to Pastor's wife for the accommodation at their home. And we got in Thursday just a little early so that we could spend some quality time with some quality people. Oftentimes you kind of rush in and rush out and you don't get time to spend the time just to relax. And I thank them so much for the last couple of days being with them. Then I've looked forward to being back here in Central at Grace. I look around and see new faces. I feel more power, more poignancy of the presence of God than I've ever felt in this church. It's like you just keep reaching and God keeps reaching and you keep reaching and God just keeps reaching. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful thing? We're not settling in. We're not settling down. We're not shutting up and we're not shutting anything out. We're just shouting, thank you, Jesus. I need somebody to shout it like you mean it. Oh, that, come here, come here. Yeah, that's pitiful, folks. Come here. Now, I want you to shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Come on. I know you can do better than that. No, not you. How about you? You're fine. How about you? You're not. Give me a lady that'll shout it out. Come on, one of y'all. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that's about as pitiful as you can get for thank you, Jesus. Any of you guys got some strong lungs? I got a BAM shirt on. Come on, everybody needs to see this online tonight. Yeah, BAM shirt. There you go. Now I know you can shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. There you go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You can have a flashlight out there tonight free, Sister Holland, and and Demi, you go get a flashlight. That's on me. Thank you for for, uh, helping with our products. I'll I'll say it again tomorrow uh, morning, but this church... Again, and you probably didn't even know it, Pastor just gave us money to help on our trip to Germany. Spent 11 days gone to Germany, seen some of the greatest manifestations of faith that I have ever seen in Germany in the last 18 years of going. And this church supported it. Thank you so much. You may not even know it, but thank. Well, I want you to clap your hands and thank Pastor for the sacrifice. Thank you so much, Pastor Murphy, Sister Murphy. You know, first century boats, first century boats were seven and a half feet wide. And some people say, well, what's the point? When Jesus said, I want you to fish on the other side of the boat. Now, you would think, what in the world does 90 inches make the difference? But do you know they went 90 inches, seven and a half feet, and went from catching nothing to 153 fish? 90 inches away. I wonder how many inches you are away tonight from a miracle. What you think needed to be done one way, God said, tell you what, if you'll just move 90 inches or two feet or just move a little bit away from where you are to where I want you to be, I have a miracle for you. I pray with the pastor this afternoon, a great, a good friend of mine, and, and a preacher told me a few years ago that if you have three or four good friends in life, 
you are a blessed man. And I said, Brother Johnson, R.E. Johnson, used to be in Macon, Georgia, camp meeting preacher. I said, Brother Johnson, that's not true. I said, I got more than just three or four pre- friends. Ray, and I said, R.E. Johnson, didn't I? Yeah, that's right. And he said, Brother Holland, you don't have three or four more than that. I said, I got all kind of friends. He said, no. I'm talking about real friends. Friends that will stay with you all the time. Friends that will love you when they know who you really are. Friends that you can tell anybody to and go through anything with. Now, why don't you start counting them up on your hands? People that you can really, really trust. Well, I talked to one of those this afternoon, and the Spirit of the Lord got to moving, and we got to prophesying to one another. I like I like those conversations. Anybody ever had a, you need a conversation with somebody where the Spirit just starts moving, and it just, mm, I'm trying to whet your appetite with some spiritual tonight. And as we got to praying and prophesying, understand that these next two services are going to be unparalleled for you in your faith. God is about to take you to a place in your faith that you have never been before. There's about to be some excellence brought forth in your faith. Some excellence, not just something that just runs alongside of what you've always done, but I'm talking about a faith that just leaves other things behind and brings you into a position where the things you've always knew that God could do and you knew God would do, God is about to do that for some of you in these next two services. If you believe that, would you clap your hands? About to do that. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 20. For all the promises of God in Him are what? Yea, and in Him, amen, under the glory of God by us. Now, He which establisheth us with you in Christ hath anointed us, and the one that has done that is God, who also has sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth, not that we have dominion over your faith, not that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy because it's by faith ye stand. Amen. Now, I'm going to talk about faith it tonight, but it's faith it, not fake it. And if we would put a little bit of a underscoring of that title tonight, faith it, not fake it, some of you are about to faith some things in your life. You're just going to learn how to faith it. Even though you don't feed it, you're going to faith it. Father, I thank you now tonight for what you have promised the excellency of how you work and working among this church. Now, Lord, we are putting to rest some things tonight that the enemy has tried so much to impoverish and somehow to try to destroy the faith of some. But it's not going to be able to be so tonight because I am pulling out the fire of fear. I'm destroying the works of the devil through the power of your name. 
I am unleashing upon those that are here and those that are watching such an unparalleled presence that will exalt you in the midst of all they're going through. Thank you now for signs and wonders, demonstrations, revelations. To the glory of you, let it all be done. In Jesus' name, we thank for it. And God bless you. You may be seated. You know, our faith is what we believe and not what we know. It's what we believe. Now, I made the statement, so let me make it again in case you don't remember. You only believe God, and when you believe God, you behave a certain way when you believe God. Now, when I would look at people, I wonder, what do you really believe? Are you demonstrating how you believe? Is there the exercise in your faith with an outward expression? When you look at some people, it's as, it's as though that they don't have any faith whatsoever. It, you know, you can tell how a person feels by the way they look. You can tell if they're depressed by the way they look. You can tell if they're happy by the way they look. You know, we walk by faith and and not by sight. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, it didn't say faith cometh by by being by heard. It says faith cometh by hearing. So it's not matter what you heard, it's what you hear at this particular moment that is going to exalt your faith into a different measure. Now, when you look at the word called faith in the Bible, it simply says things like increase our faith, Lord, or faith as a mustard seed, or thy faith hath saved thee. The just shall live by faith. I have kept the faith. Contend for the faith. Faith without works is dead, being alone. For by grace are you saved by faith. So it's trying to accentuate the word faith in all of our lives. Let me ask you a question tonight. Are you having trouble with your faith? Are you having trouble believing God for things that he's promised before that yet have not come to pass? Is your faith under fire? Is your faith under attack? Do you seemingly have believed God more then than you can now? Are you measuring what God's going to do for you in the future based upon what God did for you in the past? Be careful how you start measuring God and what ruler that you use to measure God's ability to do things for you. Because if you're not careful, you'll put God in a situation of the last time when God says, I don't do things over, ever, ever, over again in my life. I don't duplicate something because I'm a God of new. And you see, God never runs out of new. He always does something fresh. He even said, my, my mercies are fresh every morning. So God never serves leftovers. Now, leftovers are okay if you like leftovers. And every once in a while we eat leftovers, but now don't feed me leftovers two days in a row. I ain't eating it. I got money that I ain't spent yet. And if I have to go to McDonald's, which is Sister Murphy's favorite place to eat after church, somebody say not. It's not her favorite place to eat after church. She said, I don't eat McDonald's, but God doesn't serve leftovers. So I want to ask you tonight, uh, uh, tell you tonight, don't place God in a box of what he has done and try to make God do the same thing he did then now. Because you don't need the faith you had for that situation. You need faith for, faith for your present situation. And so when you begin to lift your faith up now, when it doesn't matter if you feel it, faith just is. 
And when you can't find an answer, you just have to learn to faith it. And when you don't feel God, you just have to learn, somebody say, faith it. Sometimes you've got to walk in here and you just got to faith it. Sometimes you just have to lift your hands and say, hallelujah, you just got to faith it. Does anybody ever have to just faith it? I mean, just, you know, when you look at people, it's, you can't measure people. It's hard to measure people by expressions because we are masters at masquerading. We really are. We're maskers of masquerading because, you see, we know how to fit the form of worship. And while we're worshiping, our minds can be many, many places. And so we, we're the masters of masquerading. But when you learn what it is to really faith it in your life. Now, some of you tonight are faithing it when you don't even have an answer right now. Some of you are in a situation that you have no idea how God's going to bring you out of this. You don't know how God's going to provide, but let me say some things to you tonight that I know is going to be very prophetic, very prophetic, the things that God's going to speak to you very specifically. And if you feel like that God's speaking to you very, very specifically and prophetically, I want you to do what we've done here before. I want you just to reach it up and pull it down, okay? Would you mind? Let's just use that for an exercise. Would you do it? Just reach up and just pull that down. So when I'm saying something tonight that I that you know that was for you, what are you going to do? You're going to reach up and you're going to pull it down because faith needs movement. Faith needs action. Faith needs moves. Faith needs motion. And so when you say, okay, God, you're getting ready to do something for me. I need three people to stand up and say, God's getting ready to do something for me. Thank you. You three can stand up at one time. They don't get yeah, come on. God is getting I need three more people to stand up and say, God's getting ready to do something for me. God's getting ready to do so. I, I want the enemy to hear what you're saying. And, you know, you've got to let the devil know that he is not in control. You've got to let him know that what I'm going through, I'm going through. Oh, you need a Facebook. That, that's good, baby, right there. What I'm going through, I'm going through. I'm not going to stop where I am. If you think, devil, that this is going to take me out, you see what the devil doesn't know. He thought the last time that last thing would take us out, but it, it didn't take. Is anybody glad that you made it through? <laughs> Aren't you glad that you didn't stay where you were, but that God exercised the authority in your life to bring you all the way out? You know, when God heals you, it's going to be all the way healed. When God works a work in your life, it's not going to be partial. God never does partial anything. He doesn't heal one eye and leave the other blind. He doesn't save one child and leave the other child lost. You say, but mine's lost. Loss is just a temporary status, folks. Man, if I had a child lost, I'd pull that down right there. I'd, I'd say, yeah, God, that's mine right there. It's just a temporary status. But be careful what you put the word permanent on when God says it's just temporary. It's, it's not going to last always because nothing lasts always. Everything's in motion. Everything's in movement. Everything's in orbit in your life. So why are you so concerned about what's going on right now in your life as though it has the ability and the potential to destroy you? It doesn't have the ability to destroy you because I'm the one who decides what happens to my life. I'm the one who determines what I do with what happens to my life. Let me, let me say it that way. So whatever you're going through, just remember I can't stay here because God's not going to leave me where life landed me. 
God's not going to leave me in my poverty. God's not going to leave me in my stress. God's going to take that anemic thing away from me. God's going to take my fear away from me. I'm coming through this, and when I come through this, the devil's going to wish he had never bothered me. I'm going to help some of y'all. Yeah, I wish somebody would pull that down. Devil, you're going to wish you'd never bothered me when I get out of this. You talk, yeah, I need some people to stand up right now and clap your hands and let the devil know I am not staying where I am. Everything's all right tonight. I'm not staying where I am. Uh, I'm not staying where everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Look at somebody say, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Now, yeah, did you really mean that, did you? Yeah, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, some of y'all said that with you. Everything's going to be all right. I don't like people. Everything's going to be all right. I got mush in the mouth. Everything's going to be all right. No, everything's going to be all right. You may be seated. I won't let you sit there long. Don't worry. It's Friday night. I'm going to keep you on your feet. If I, yeah, yeah. Everything's just going to be all right. How do you know that? Because everything's always been all right. It may not be all right now, but it's going to be all right. Why do you know that? Because I'm going to learn how to faith it. I'm not going to learn how to feel it. I'm going to learn how to faith it. I'm not going to learn how to see it. I'm going to learn how to faith it. And there's some things, the only option you've got in life to do is to just faith it. When you don't feel it, you learn to faith it. We just closed a 20-week revival in Fort Wayne, Indiana, we closed, we started in March and, and went through, I think, the middle of June or the middle of July and, and five months. It was just one of those God things, those moments when God says, you stay there and I'll show you some things. And I don't know, 138 or 40 got the Holy Ghost and, and about 80-some baptized and just about 30-some documented miracles. But you see, that's nothing compared to what God's going to do. Oh, I got three amens. Wow, I thought I'd get at least seven on that one. Just That's not even compared to what God's going to do. There you go. You have no idea what God's getting ready to do for your life. Because after tonight, you're going to start faithing it like you've never faithed it. I mean, you're going to start walking with such a boldness and a confidence in your life that people are going to say, what happened to you? I'm I'm faith in my life. What's that mean? That means when I don't see it, I don't feel it, I don't have it, I don't know how it's going to happen, I'm just going to faith it because the just is going to live by faith. And if I have faith that's small, God said, I can have things that are big. And it's not the measure of your faith. It's the greatness of your God that makes the difference. Quit measuring your faith. Isn't it strange how we measure our faith at different seasons in our life? When something really taxes us, we feel like we have great faith and God does it. It wasn't your great faith that got anything done. I don't know if there's a thing called great faith. I just think it's faith in a great God. You don't have to have a lot of faith. Would you quit measuring your faith by somebody else's faith? How foolish are we to even measure our faith at this moment uh, according to how we feel? You know, that's, that's, that's how we do it. We measure our faith according to how we feel. There's been times in our life we felt so strong, we felt so bold, and we would say, God, you're going to do this, and God, you're going to do that. And then the other time we didn't feel much. And it's as though that God, God was dictated by how I felt. God's not dictated by how you feel, but he is moved by how you have faith. And so all that he looks for when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. 
That's what he's looking for. And so out of every one of you young men, he's looking for you all to have faith, to trust God, the things that you can't see, the things you can't feel. All of you young men and you young ladies, what you can't see or feel, he wants you to have faith for, to just believe, God, I don't have it now, but it's coming. Nobody grabbed that one. Okay, I'll give you another one to grab. Let me say it again in case somebody wants to grab it. I don't have it now, but it's coming. Thank you. I don't have the finances now, but they're coming. My family's not in the pew chairs yet, but they're coming. Yeah. You see, what we got to do is we got to faith it. And sometimes we get this feeling all, we get, we get the touch and the taste and the see and the feel. We get all these senses involved when senses has nothing to do with what God does for you. The only thing that matters to God is what are you going to do with the faith that he gave you? You see, some of you are not even operating on the level of faith that you have right now. There's so much faith in you, and you're not even operating on that. And yet we say increase our faith as they did about. Lord, I need more faith. No, you don't need more faith. You need to use what you have. And if you use what you have, you'll always have what you need. You'll always have the faith that you need. And we were, we were in that revival, and, and, and I may show it tomorrow if I can get it to, to, get, to, get it to, the, to the media people. But there was, there was a lady who, who was in that service, and, and uh, I, I was walking out to change clothes. And, and as I walked out to change clothes, she said, Brother Holland, would you please pray for my hands? And I said, absolutely. I pray for anybody anywhere. It, it don't matter. I'll do it at a car wash. I'll, I'll do it at McDonald's. I, I'll do it. It don't matter. I just, don't tell me you want me to pray for you. Baby, I'll pray for you anyway. And she said, my hands, they got arthritis. And they're just kind of gnarled. And, and they were kind of kind of twisted a little bit. I said, okay, that's no problem for God. Now, I don't know why that we think that people need a chiropractic adjustment when they get prayed for. Now, some people feel like if you don't really pray for them, like, would you mind standing up here? Of course you don't mind. What are you going to tell me no in front of all everybody? You know. What's your name? You get a free flashlight too, Co. if you'll pay $5. Just, just kidding. Just trying to get some of y'all. You know, some people think if you pray for them like this, Jesus, thank you for touching me. Lord, I bless you in your name. Amen. And then you go to the next person and go, Jesus, Lord, I thank you for Yes, whoa, yes, Lord. Yes. Now, if y'all, any of y'all do that, that's your business, okay? I don't do that. I, I quit messing people's hair up. They get offended, especially ladies who paid a lot of money to get it fixed. But for some reason, we measure what God does by what's done to us. We measure what's God going to do of how much I feel that particular moment. How many times has God touched you at a moment when you didn't get to the prayer room? And you didn't fast your day that week. And you didn't get much prayer time in. And you walked in the service. And all of this analyzing is going on in your mind. You think, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Here I am at Miracle for You services. I didn't get to fast much like the church asked me to fast. And I don't feel like I'm worthy to get much from you. And I didn't get to pray today. I'm just going to have to walk in there and say, God, I'm so sorry. When God says, would you please Can't say that word in church. I just said shh. Otherwise, it means hush. When God doesn't need you to give him excuses of why that you don't feel worthy to get something from him, but he needs you to he needs you to give him your faith at that particular moment and say, God, I didn't get to fast, I didn't get to pray, and things aren't working out, but God thinks are about to get better for me because I'm going to make you bigger in my life because I'm going to make you bigger by the faith that I'm going to. 
I didn't say God can become bigger, but he becomes bigger in your life when you let your faith reach up to him. We think sometimes that God's going to get bigger. You can't make God bigger than he already is. Forget about God as big as he's ever going to get. And so I said, okay, in Jesus' name. And so I just reached out trying to find the lady. And as she said, now, Jesus, I thank you for touching this lady's hands. I thank you for straightening them out. In Jesus' name, amen. She went to the right, and I went to the left. Next service, this lady that was a praise singer come to me. She said, Brother Holland, my grandmother wants to see you. So I walked back. I said, who's your grandmother? She said, right back there. I said, oh, I prayed for her last night. She said, you did. I walked back here. Now, you got to understand, she can't shake hands. Her hands are kind of twisted like this. They're gnarled with, 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 with arthritis. And she stuck her hand out. And she said, praise the Lord, Brother Holland. And I took I said, what are you doing shaking my hand? She said, I don't even know when God did it. But she said, I got out to my car. And when I went to get my keys out of my purse and take them in my connection, I noticed that my hands were straightened out. You See, sometimes you just got to faith it. You just got to learn. Somebody shout faith it. You just got to faith it. And all these feelings that we're trying to put together and all this analyzation that we think and, and all this theology that we think, no, 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 God just needs somebody who will just take a little lunch and say, it ain't much, but if I could just give two fishes, can you imagine what I'm going to get back if I just get two fishes? Do you know that, that I read the other day how that those two fishes turned into 20,000 fishes? That was the equivalent of feeding those 20,000 fishes is what it ac accounted to for my little boy's lunch. Can you imagine what your $20 is about to bring back to you that you gave to God sacrificially? Somebody needs to hear what I'm getting ready to say in the next few minutes. Can you imagine what the little offering that you gave God the last time and you've been waiting on God to bless you? Let me say that God is getting ready to put in your hands a check that you had no idea where it was coming from and the um, I thank you somebody just said I believe that I, I just believe that it didn't look like much when I gave it but let me tell you God is getting ready to supersede anything you've ever seen in your life wow I thought I was preaching to Pentecostals tonight that had faith. I said, I, I just said, God has got ready to supersede anything he's ever done for you in your life. Well, if a man of God told me that, I believe I'd be running around the building of a man. I believe I, oh, yeah. I believe I'd be standing on my feet and said, God, I believe that. I'm about to have more than I've ever had in my life. I'm about to feel more than I've ever felt in my life. I'm a you got to learn to faith it. Somebody shout, faith it, faith it, faith it. And please, I'm not, I'm not getting on to you. You may be saying, I'm not getting on you because you don't respond, but by shouting, I'm just trying to help you. you got to grab hold of what I felt like the Lord wants me to give you tonight. It's because you've got to learn to faith this. There's not a mom or dad that any kid has in this church tonight that's lost. There's not a sibling that anybody has in this church tonight that God cannot move on right now. At 825, we're in this service, and God can move on their heart and touch them if you'll faith it, if if you'll faith it, if you'll faith it, if you'll faith it, if you'll speak it out and say, I thank you, Lord, for moving, moving, moving on them right now. I'm going to faith it.
I'm going to faith it. I'm, I'm going to faith it. I need about 20 checkbooks or 20 debit cards to line this altar in the next 35 or 40 seconds. Checkbooks or debit cards, lay them on this altar and leave them up there till I get through preaching. Just debit cards, check cards, checkbooks, wallets, purses. We'll guard it. Don't worry. We won't let nobody take it because they don't know your pin number. We're going to faith it. We're going we're gonna to faith it. You see, you might have thought, now if everybody would just bring $5, uh, I just ask you to bring something by faith. I want you to faith it tonight. I want you to faith. God, I thank you. If you don't have nothing in your wallet, bring that empty wallet up there. You're liable to find money, and when you put it back in your pocket, you're liable to be blessed about it. Okay, now Jesus, he asked you tonight that he wants to faith it. Now, whatever it is that's trying to have dominion, have authority, to have power, I thank you, that faith cometh by hearing. I want this man to have a powerful presence, a faith get hold of his life. I want you to serve the sickness or serve the authority over dominion. Let there be a Holy Ghost providing for the things he has need of. In the name of Jesus, somebody clap your hands and give praise under the Lord right now. I'm going to faith it. I'm going to faith it. I'm going to faith it. Jesus. 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 And it's faithing and it's just, it's living by faith and it's walking by faith. We don't like this faith business. People who walk by faith, it's not an easy life to walk by faith. We like to know where we are, where we're going, what we have, what we don't have. We like to know we're secure. We like to know how much we're getting coming in. We like to know all those things. We want the balance to be just right. We want the water level to be just right. And God said, if you're going to live by faith, you're going to have to walk by faith. And not a lot of people like walking by faith. I've walked by faith ever since I started preaching. Does that mean you're broke? Absolutely not means I'm broke. I'm blessed. I just don't have all I'm going to get yet. Oh, that's good right there. I said, I don't have all I'm going to get. I just have a little bit of what I'm getting ready to have a whole lot of because God knows I ain't going to keep very much. I got things I want to do for God. Then it's going to take more than $10 to do it. It's going to take more than $100,000 to do it. Matter of fact, God, I need about $5 million in the next 20 months. Thank you. My wife's really like, what in the world are you talking about? I don't even know what I'm going to do with it, except I'm going to start a work here, and I'm going to bless there. You said, that's a lot of money. It ain't a lot of money to God. But you see what we do? We, we, we believe God to the capacity that we're able to speak. And if I don't speak it, God can't do it. So it's hard for some of you all to speak $1,000. It's hard for some of you all to speak $100 because you've so minimized God instead of maximized God. You brought God down to your finiteness instead of lifted him up to his infiniteness. Oh, I'm on fire tonight. Save me a copy of this tape. I want it, baby. Just You, you, you have no idea how infinite God is. And you're worried about a paycheck. And you're worried about paying a building note. And you're worried about paying a house note. And you're worried about a broken down car. And you're worried about some trivial little something of how God's going to take care of that. Would you quit worrying about what is God's business? It ain't your business to worry about how it's going to happen. It's your business to have faith that it's going to happen. I said, it's not your business... 
of how it's going to happen. It's your business to believe that it's going to happen. Look at somebody say, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to. Now, you've got to believe that. you just got to believe that, Noah, that it's going to happen. Some of y'all need to 